This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number nine. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self-help, positive psychology, and books on well-being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hi guys and welcome, it's Andrea Seidel here and today we are highlighting the book The Happiness Equation by Neil Pasrika. He is a great author and he also wrote the book of Awesome and it's incredible. So this book, The The Happiness Equation that we're going to be highlighting today is a fantastic book that unlocks the nine secrets to happiness. So I thought it's a great one to review because a lot of what he refers to is backed by science and backed by the field of positive psychology. And, and it's just a really, really wonderful book. Um, I, I'm drawn to it because, I mean, who doesn't want to be happy? But did you know that happiness is impossible? You cannot be happy all the time. So you know what? Sometimes we need these little secrets and these little actionable advice and nuggets from these authors to help us kind of stay on path and stay uh, and add more happiness to our life. And um, what is the equation to happiness? You know, but everyone's equation is actually quite different, but there there is science that shows that certain intentional behaviors can actually influence our level of happiness. So his book is so great and welcome, welcome to the podcast. This podcast is all about highlighting books in 15 minutes or less so that you don't necessarily have to read the book, but I always encourage you to delve into the book deeper if you know you get your interest sparked or if you want to know more. Obviously, you can't highlight someone's entire book and all their work in 15 minutes or less. So this is just a a highlight for you so that you can use this in your life and hopefully apply the learning because I know life is so busy and I happen to be addicted to reading. So no problem. I can read the books for you. (laughs) Okay, so let's jump right in. So he actually unlocks the nine, he called them nine secrets to happiness. And He broke them down into sort of three categories. So he talked about how to want nothing, do anything, and have everything. Doesn't that sound like an oxymoron? <laughs> so it's it's really interesting though. So as we go through these secrets, I'll let you know if it's one of his um, wanting nothing or whether it's doing anything in your life or whether it's contributing to having everything. So throughout his book, it's built, broken into these sections and the secrets fall under those categories. So he takes kind of your common ideal of happiness and he sort of flips it on its head and allows you to see it in a way that you can really apply these secrets to your life almost instantly, like today. <laughs> All right. So I love his teaching and training tools throughout the whole entire book. And it's, he also talks about, it's really hard to train your brain to stay, um, positively focused uh, while you're navigating through life bumps. And so, and that's so true. I mean, let's face it. There's so many things that are going to stand in our way or things that are going to happen. There's going to be challenges. Life isn't perfect and it never will be. However, there are things that we can do. And this is what his secrets are. There are intentional behaviors and that's from the field of positive psychology, uh, that we can activate. I mean, a 10% only in our life is, um, situations 
situations or circumstances that we're presented with. So the rest is intentional behaviors and our genetics. So good news on that. All right. So secret number one is basically be happy first. So A lot of people, they think, oh, I'm going to be happy when I finally graduate. And uh, so he wants to flip that around and encourages you to be happy first. So focus on already being successful and focus on all the good that's already in your life and notice, you know, how that can actually make you feel more persistent and more focused and uh, your level of dissatisfaction decreases. So he doesn't say wait to be happy. He's suggesting that you be happy first. And that goes under that category of wanting nothing. So want nothing. So basically be happy first. You're already there. Notice what's already great in your life. And um, and that seems to really, really work. So wire your brain to really see things great and be happy first. Choose to be happy first. We can control, like I said, 10% of life circumstances, but our intentional behaviors and our genetics, actually, there's a huge room for 90%. And I think that's the from the book, The How of Happiness. Anyway, he also talked about referring to the other book of The Happiness Advantage. Um, And it's basically the lens through which we view the world shapes our reality. So the reality is, is that we can already be happy. We don't have to wait for all these great things to show up in our life. There are there's a lot of already great things already there. So the, one of the, the pieces of this happiness puzzle is be happy first. Don't wait for it. Like don't wait for things to show up. And um, as a result of those things, be happy, he says, and suggests to be happy first. And science does, uh, basically it tells us that that is a great approach because we have so many Uh, We have so much control over our intentional behaviors and how we act and show up in our life. Okay, secret number two, do it for yourself. So this is huge. I mean, we're always worried about, you know, what other people think. Um, we compete with others. We, but the, the reality is, is that we should really only do it for ourselves. Go, we will go further and do more and perform better. So self-success is the best motivator and it really, really helps. It makes you feel more content. It makes you feel like you have meaning. So don't worry about what others are doing, what others are thinking. And that in and of itself will help increase your confidence and really focus on just, you know, being your best self and, you know, and it'll naturally increase your confidence. So the three successes is focusing, he talked about the three successes in his book, focusing on sales, social, or self. And uh, he's suggesting that focusing more on a high opinion of yourself and accepting yourself and decreasing your self-judgment. This is one of the pieces of the puzzle for happiness. And when you're doing things for yourself and you're, you know, you don't feel like you're being judged and you're not judging, uh, it feels really good. And you're kind of like, and if you don't compare yourself to someone else, and there's a whole field of social comparison that's incredible and actually shows that it's it's not a healthy thing. Uh, the idea is always socially compare for inspiration instead of um, seeing how you measure up because that will set you up for, oh my gosh, just not feeling great at all. So that goes underneath that want nothing category within his book as well, right? If you're just doing it for yourself and not looking and not getting, I always say derailed or getting uh, caught off guard, it's amazing how it feels so much better and we feel so much happier. 
All right, secret number three, remember the lottery. I thought this one was really, really cute. Uh, It's basically remembering... Um, to look around and it's almost like, wow, I've already won the lottery. Like look around at all the magnificence around you, uh, turn off that war in your head and, um, you know, the need and the necessity to control your emotions and control your reactions. Uh, it's all about being very present and mindful and notice everything around you that is great. And don't let your emotions hijack or take over your brain. Uh, he refers to the amygdala, amygdala hijack, which is where we take over our brain and we go into the stress response or we, uh, we basically the old part of our brain takes over and it's scanning the world for problems basically to keep us safe. It's meant to be safe. And uh, it's all about emotional intelligence. And he referred to Goldman's work um, on emo- in his book on emotional intelligence and how sometimes our amygdala gets hijacked and it's the oldest part of our brain and it takes over and it's like a war in our head, like I said, and we want more, more, more versus enough. Like, look around and and notice in the present moment, you have what you need. Everything in this moment that you're in is perfect and you're already successful. And, and it's a wonderful way to remove yourself from expectations. And it re- pulls you back into a place of gratitude in the present moment and just gaining control again of your feelings and your emotions and appreciating and having gratitude in that present moment. Remember the lottery is what he said, that you've already won the lottery. Um, And that goes under the want nothing category within his book as well. Okay, secret number four, this is under the do anything category. And secret number four, he says to never retire. And I love this concept because I kind of feel like I'm semi-retired right now. (laughs) And it's because I'm not working a typical nine to five position. And uh, it really allows for me so I can have that flexibility in my life. And it's a path that I've chosen. And so this idea to never retire is definitely something that I I gravitate to. And I, I completely agree. And uh, it's, it's really wonderful. You know, I mean, some of the healthiest he studied in his book, and he talked about the study in his book about the healthiest 100-year-olds. And they basically never retired. They say don't, don't, they don't have the word retired in their vocabulary. And I think the word was icky, icky guy, or it was like a, a word that they described these, uh, uh, basically described the idea of not retiring. So you're always learning, growing, and you're never in idle that, you know, just sitting there and, co- and not doing anything. So you, you have a purpose still in your life. And I so agree with that. All right, so it's really, really important uh, then to do anything you want. Anything's possible. And under that category, he his secret is to never retire. Always wake up for something. Always feel like you have a purpose. And I thought that was a great, wonderful little secret. So how can you build that into your life? All right, secret number five is overvalue you. And this is under the do anything category. This is huge for me. At first, when I first finished my coaching training, um, it was 
was really hard for me to charge a certain amount. And I was, you know, apprehensive to charge the amount that some of my co-coaches were charging. And it was because it was a place of insecurity. I hadn't had the training that I felt confident with. I mean, the training was good, but I hadn't had the experience rather. Um, So he's talking about making sure that you know your worth, know your value, and make sure that people they're going to value that as well. He suggests to work less, but make more and look at all the areas in your life that you uh, are pulling in good income and, and see how you can make it so that you're just super hyper productive in that hour. He did go into a lot of detail, how you should really break down the actual amount that you're getting paid per hour and uh, try bottom line is to try to work less and make more. And that seems to be good. That's a great way to to overvalue yourself and definitely is one of the pieces of the happiness equation. So he believes also, and he suggested that one of the secrets is to make every hour that you're working, make it that you're doing what you love. And then it doesn't feel like you're working. And that's so true. That's so true. I always ask my clients, what would you do if money were no object? What would you be doing? And then build that into your life and see if you can actually make a living doing that. Cause then it doesn't feel like you're working. All right. Secret number six, uh, create space. This is so important. We're always doing, we're always thinking. Um, so the idea is that we're going to get burned up. He said, it's like a candle burning at both ends. Eventually you're going to get burnt, burnt out and burnt up. And so the idea is that you want to create space. So you need to create as much space as you can so that you don't burn out, so that you don't burn at both ends. And uh, he talked a little bit about the concept of decision fatigue. So decreasing how many options you have, how many decisions you have to make, decrease. He also suggested in his book to do one or the other. So just think. And you know what? I'm going to spend this time thinking or just do spend this next time being in action and doing, 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 and then create space. So it's he, the analogy that he used and the example that he used is like someone walking through a jungle and it's almost like hacking away at the, at the, 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 I guess the leaves and things like that so that you can create space so you can actually walk through. So it's the actual removal of some things in your life and creating this space that allows you to be more efficient and just like the jungle path as soon as you create that path and create more space it's easier to walk through and it feels better and so that's another piece of the happiness equation one of the puzzles okay secret number seven okay I know you're thinking right now just do it the Nike symbol comes up to mind and this is about having everything so this comes under the ever have everything category so just do it is one of the secrets to happiness in his book And it's about thinking that you can do it first. Um, So a lot of people, um, what they do is they go through this cycle. And the cycle that he talked about was do and then can do, and then it goes to want to do. So we have to want to do something and then we'll do it. And then when we do it, we believe that we can do it. So it's kind of this cycle that goes around 
or we believe we can do it and we want to do it so that we do it. So see how the cycle goes around and around. And what he's talking about is the typical person first thinks that you can do it first. They're thinking, I can do it. I can do it. And then they think, okay, I want to do it. So, okay, I'm going to do it. And they may or may not do it. And we're talking about anything. We're talking about, you know, a goal or um, something that you want in your life or exercise, whatever it is. But what he's suggesting and one of the pieces of this puzzle and the happiness equation is to just do it. He says, Put, pull the do to the front. So instead of thinking I can do it, I want to do it and then do it, he's suggesting to do it. So just do it, pull the do it to the front and then everything else falls in place and you're more likely to get it done and to get more done. So he's about taking action first and action actually causes motivation because then when you take this action, you believe that you can do something and then you actually want to do it because you see the action that you're taking. So I challenge you this week is to think about something that you haven't been taking action on and just do it. So go with this this thought in your mind and you're just going to do it. And then you go to the do right away. What can you do? What little baby step can take you closer to your goal? And then notice what happens once you first do it. And then you'll notice that you'll believe in yourself like, wow, I can do that kind of exercises that muscle. And then it'll make you actually want to do more. So that's his suggestion and one of the secrets he be, um, he puts in his book, uh, part of the happiness equation. Okay, so here's another um, secret, number eight, and it's be you. I mean, how hard is it when you aren't yourself and you aren't authentically showing up and you're trying, trying, trying to be something you're not? It's exhausting. If you're in a career or a position or you're uh, trying to impress someone, it simply is exhausting and it's not satisfying being someone that you're not. So his suggestion is be authentically you and just think of how satisfying it is to be loved for the person that who you are. So be you will lead to more happiness and being you is, um, is really, really important to your level of happiness. So the relationship that you have with yourself is obviously the most important relationship that you're going to have. And uh, you got to connect with, you know, what it is that you think, what it is that you say, what are you in, is everything that you say, everything that you think and everything that you do, is that in harmony with who you are? Um, So just really find your authentic self. And some of the things that you can do that he suggested in his book, and I thought it was a cute one, is a bench test. So literally go and take some time out from the world and all the advice givers and all the people with well-intentioned input and sit on the bench and just really listen to yourself. All right, the other thing that he suggested is Um, think about five regrets, like think about the regrets that you would have if you were, um, dying. And he really encourages you to have no regrets and really frame your life in this way so that you can really tap into like, who are you when you're alone? You know, when you wake up on Saturday morning, what are you doing when you're 
alone with your thoughts, alone with yourself, and not told what to do. Uh, And that really will help you tap into being you. All right, so to secret number nine, the last secret within this happiness equation, and it's part of having everything, uh, is don't take advice. This one I love because... I don't know about you, but for some reason, and people are well-intentioned, I tend to get a lot of people giving me advice and suggestions and ideas. And I have to say that my brain, I already have so many great ideas and so many ideas rushing through my brain. And then I love getting advice from other people. But then what happens is it kind of muddies into my head and I become so kind of overwhelmed with the information. And then what it does is it actually makes me feel in a place of, I should be doing this or I should be trying this. And it really stresses me out. And it what it does is it increases my expectations of myself. And then what it does is it allows me to feel disappointment. That is so not good. And I don't, I'm not in a happy place when that happens. So, and I, I love this secret to happiness that he is suggesting to don't take advice. Hear it, but don't uh don't like make it your be all and end all. Make your own decision. Make a decision for yourself. Make up your own mind after you hear all that advice and say, you know what? That's great advice. Thank you. Um, And then know your own success in your life and know what you're doing. You already know what to do. And then, yeah, so I really loved this suggestion. And um, sometimes people's advice or even cliches are conflicting. You know, some people have totally different advice, what worked for them, but may not work for you. So it's really important to, um, to stop taking advice from people and start really listening to yourself. And I agree with that one, 100%. All right. So that's the happiness equation. Fantastic book is such an enjoyable read. A lot of everything that he's suggesting is backed by scientific research and the science of well-being. And, uh, those are all great, fantastic tips. So to basically be happy first, Uh, do it for yourself, remember the lottery, Uh, never retire, um, overvalue yourself, uh, overvalue your time, right? It's, it's a, it's a commodity. Also create space, make space in your life and just do it. That's a good one. And then also be you authentically you and don't take advice from other people. Listen to yourself and do what's best for you. So that's it today, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to subscribe and also download these episodes. Cause what that does is it increases the ratings and allows for me to reach more people and allows people to stumble upon this fantastic information and actionable advice and all these wonderful authors and books that we're highlighting and will generally help the world. So thank you so much, everyone, and have a fantastic day. If you like this podcast, that's like personal training for your mind, you've got to come over to my website at andreasadel.com where I take all these books, I highlight, summarize, teach, and coach the concepts in my unconventional book club. You can also take the Sunshine of Wellbeing quiz and find out just how bright you're shining. Be sure to review, subscribe, and share this podcast. We really appreciate your support. Together, we can be a catalyst for positivity.